Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Cryptids of the Corn. Each week, Justin and Jay take a look at a topic in the crypto and paranormal world. They focus on the Midwest and Appalachia of the U.S., but sometimes they venture out. With everything from well-known monster sightings to one-off cryptids, live person interviews to actual fieldwork sneaking in some science lessons, there's sure to be something you'll enjoy. Please join us this episode of Cryptids of the Corn. Welcome back to Cryptos of the Corn. I'm Justin. And I'm Jay. And we are going to be your guides on the lower Ohio River th- today. We're going to we're gonna muscle through that swampy, muddy, radioactive water. Hmm, I like that. We'll trudge through it. Yeah. Did you know there's still big pockets of radioactivity in the Ohio River? I did not know that. Yeah, you did. We've talked about it before with but my I old job. didn't realize it was still a thing. Yeah. That's like... Yeah. There's radioactive catfish down there. Oh, okay. They we, taste good? I wouldn't eat them. Oh, okay. I, that's my not my professional opinion. I'm not allowed to have a professional opinion on that anymore. But personally, I would say you should not eat anything out of the Ohio River, especially the lower end. Interesting, because it's not good for you. But yeah. <laughs> doesn't sound like it. But maybe that might be a causation of the creature we're talking about today. Mm, but before we get into that, let's do the, our front of house stuff. Okay. Uh, we lost a recording, so we've already done this little first bit once before, so we're going to try to remember everything again. Uh, we do have a Patreon. Uh, I don't expect anybody to use it. Uh, it's just there in case anybody wants to. Um, I know we're still pretty new to this, so it's you know it's just whatever. Right. Uh, but it's basically used. The, the first tier is just extra episodes, uh, and sometimes there's like going to be like clip stuff if like... The stuff that may not be appropriate to go on to the main, you know, the main page may end up over there. Uh, the second one is like meet and greets, uh, live feed stuff like that, questionnaires to help decide for future episodes. And the top tier is basically you get all that stuff plus the uh, when we do big footing and like when we go out and stuff, the chance or the, the opportunity, the opportunity to go that's who we'll pick to go with us out of that group uh just kind of because we were talking about taking people out with us but we want to kind of limit that number and it's hard to pick and choose so uh, we decided that would just be the best way is our kind of our top patrons you know they get first dibs on that kind of stuff for sure yeah um but so yeah that's that uh salt forks right on the corner super excited um for that next week or two weeks from now We'll have a couple special episodes coming out. Uh, one will release a special event we're a part of and stuff like that, and a lot of cool stuff. Maybe I don't want to. I don't know how much I want to. Maybe it some. Away. Yes. Maybe some. Yet. Really cool giveaways. Just a little foreshadowing. Yeah, a little foreshadowing. 
Uh, what other front ha- front of house stuff we got? Um, we've we've got some new friends in Sweden. Yes. Oh yeah. Thank you. Uh, yes. So, Yella Dar. How do you, how do we say it? Yellavari. Yellavari. Thank you. I can't speak English, let alone <laughs> Swedish. They're very different languages. I think even some of the Swedish uh, folks you've talked to can speak English maybe better than you. Yeah, Pear, when you're listening to this, you can speak English better than about half the people here in this state. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let, uh, given me, too. And don't even mention spelling. Oh, gosh. I can't spell nothing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so there's that stuff. Uh, I'm try- I feel like I'm forgetting one more thing. Oh, we will have official Cryptos of the Corn t-shirts next month yep yep uh so we'll just uh i'll put them on the facebook page you can get a hold of me to order or buy very excited for that uh we're first we're just doing our first three arts and then we'll add the others later just seeing how they go because we don't want to be stuck with 500 t-shirts if nobody wants them right yeah that would kind of uh but yeah my closet yeah i'd fill up mine too uh so there's that i'm trying to think i think that's a lot of our front of house stuff from Pretty that well we lost covers it for now i think okay anything you want to add uh no i'm uh, biggest thing i'm excited for salt fork coming up in this that's, month that's pretty cool so whoever if anyone's going to be there anyone listening we we will be very excited to see you there mm-hmm. and if you have stories and stuff like that you want to share with us please you know always feel free to reach out mm-hmm. uh we're always looking for more guests on the show uh, to do interviews, that kind of stuff. If you have any paranormal or cryptic encounter. cryptic encounters, yeah, thank you. That's that w- we'd love to hear it. Uh, I know I was talking to a, a new guy and now his name escaped me on the Facebook page last night, and he had some encounters. So maybe we'll get him on here eventually if he ever wants to. And since starting this, I've had uh, well more people ever in my life just come up and tell me weird stories or things they've experienced yeah starting to get known as the bigfoot people right yeah we're the weird guys in the corner and people i've talked to many a times before never mentioned this stuff before mm-hmm. now and i are. think it, it's comforting to know that like you're going to be believed right yeah you know that's or mm-hmm. not questioned yeah i believe but not questioned right yeah not just call judged you a, yeah judge, judge is probably the go. better word whether we're a judge-free podcast yeah. i don't yeah everybody experience if you've experienced something weird it's I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, you ain't alone, and we know that the universe is weird. This planet is super weird, and so are we. We have fish that throw up bioluminescent jelly to stick to other fish so they get eaten. That's pretty weird. Yeah, I mean, if you were an alien, like, leave it to you to bring a fish analogy into this well, that makes sense. You know, I mean, we talked about cyanophores, <laughs> the colonial organisms, right? Yeah. No, I just think it's funny. Yeah, fish. It's a good. It's a good. Uh, it's a good segue. Because we're talking about a cephalopod humanoid hybrid. Who? On the Ohio River. Yeah, what's a cephalopod? Uh, octopus. Yeah, it's their family group. Right, yeah. They're all cephalopods. I ain't that slow. I know I know some stuff here and there mm. in the biology world. What's a decapod? Well, it's uh, one of the things you find uh, on top of your deck, you know, after a hard rain. Oh, no. <laughs> Hermit crabs and coconut crabs. Ah, uh, that was my second guess. I always love how, like, hermit crab is j- just the same thing as a coconut crab, just gigantic. Oh, or, that's uh, the difference? Uh, yeah. Well, the coconut crab is the one that gets, like, the size Big. of the table. I thought those were a little furry, too. Uh, 
Yeah, they do have fur on them, but hermit crabs have fur on them too. Oh, okay. It's not fur. It is a sensory organ, but yeah, it looks like hair. Gotcha. Uh, coconut crabs have them. Hermit crabs have them. Coconut. There's other members of that family group, but coconut crabs got so big they're like, oh, we don't need a shell anymore. And some of them still do carry a shell. Huh. But is uh, that why they uh, get inside a coconut old coconut shell, shells now? That, or their holes? story is how they got their name. Is their pinchers are so strong oh, they they'll actually break. crack into coconuts to get them. Interesting. They can break your femur, so don't trust them. Yeah, it's pretty strong. Me and Emily almost had one for a while. Almost. We were debating it. Oh, okay. Because uh, they're really, really rare to get in the U.S. Yeah. And a person we knew had a couple babies. Oh, wow. And they're really kind of hard to take care of, and they're not cheap. Yeah. So it was kind of trying to decide whether... Uh, it was worth it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we went with something else. All right. But back to the cephalopods. Yep. Speaking of cephalopods, the Ohio River Octoman. Bum, bum, bum. That's today's episode. Yep. And we're going with one certain story. Uh, some of the stories kind of connected to other monsters in the Ohio River Basin, which there's a lot of after I started getting into this. There's everything Green Clawed Monster. I just forgot the other one's name from the northern part of the Ohio River. But there's like a lot of Ohio River monsters. Hmm. It's almost like it's a big nuclear mess. Yeah. Is that what it is? Uh, do you know? That uh, here's an Ohio River fact for you. Technically, the Ohio River should be the largest river in the world, not the Mississippi. Okay, go on. When the Ohio meets the Mississippi, yeah, Ohio River gives more water than the Mississippi does. So it should be called. It the should Ohio. be the Ohio all the way down, should not the be. Mississippi. That's true. That's how that works. Huh. And so, so why the change? It just doesn't sound nice, you know, to say. Yeah, I, I'm not sure why. But when I worked in, when I was a, a you know a fish guy, they talked about it all the time, and it just was like a mess. I think it was a mapping error in the early 1700s, yeah, or mid 1700s, something like that. Uh, but when you go to where the Ohio and the Mississippi meets, it's it's easy to tell. It's not like close, right? Yeah, which one's bigger? Yeah, yeah. It's probably because people down in like Mississippi and stuff couldn't say Ohio River. They were calling it the Haya River. The Haya River. That's how they say it down in Arkansas. So they were all screwed up then. Yeah, just call it Mississippi. Just call it the Haya River or Mississippi. I, like I don't Mississippi. know who I'm making. I'm making fun of Southern Arkansas. I'll say that because I know a lot of those guys. And they take a joke pretty well. Mississippi? Yeah, and they make fun of me all the time. I'm like, oh, I'm a Yankee. Yeah. They still use that. Yankee. That's what happens when you're still sore about the Civil War. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Some of those people haven't progressed much. Generations I love it down there. later. I love, I love Arkansas. It's just so slow living. That's good, though. All right. So we're going to kind of tackle into this. All right, let's do it. I have the kind of the outline of the main story. I have some uh, oh, how do you, police comments, like verbatim. Okay. Um, stuff like that. This is a weird story. Uh, I've, ne- I've never heard it before. I didn't know there was this much to it. Yeah. And I've trimmed some of the fat off of this. Yeah. Because some, I feel that some of the strings that were being connected may be a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. So I just, I streamlined it a little bit for our means. Okay. Uh, we ready? I'm ready when you are. All right. So here's just the basic little paragraph about it. The Ohio River and its many tributaries are a hotbed of odd and occasionally dangerous cryptozoological entities. Uh, 
but one of the weirdest creatures ever to have emerged from its murky depths has got to be this hulking, gray-skinned, quasi-cephalopod, which at least a five terrified eyewitnesses claimed to see during the winter of 1959. That's pretty recent. Yeah. I mean, it's not, but yeah, sure. I mean, for... 70 years ago? For a recent cryptid, I guess that just popped up then for the first time. Yeah. And so I think it was only seen that winter, but some of the people try to connect it to other stuff like yeah. we'll get into. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of, well, I mean, we'll get into it, but it's singing right around the Cincinnati, Kentucky area, right on the border. Okay. Uh, I believe it's Richland. Southwest Ohio. Yeah. Probably on our map back it's, there. It is on our map, actually. He's got a dot. Right there. Oh, wow. Okay. He is on the map. Yeah, he's on the map right there. Uh, what is that called? New Richmond. New Richmond, Ohio. Yeah. Or Kentucky, or whatever. It's both, but it's in Ohio. Right. Is when our part of the story is. Okay. Uh, at, the world at large first learned about this monstrosity January 29th, 1959, in an article published by the Cincinnati Post and Times starring... The tantalizing title. What is it? Monster churns up the Ohio. Um, but yeah, so basically it just describes. Yeah, that, that's the first what the newspaper articles. Yeah. Okay. So they were kind of sensationalizing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as we'll get into, maybe it did something bad. Maybe it didn't. We'll talk about that. And just a side note, like comparing that to nowadays, that would never make a. No. Newspaper article, unless it was like the Weekly World News. Unless it freaking punched a semi truck driver and then ate a kid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> May- then maybe they and would probably it, pl- blame it on something else. Then it'd be called. Never mind. I was gonna make it a comment. It's not for this side of the podcast. That's for the Patreon. Okay, we'll save that for yeah. that. If you want to know our true feelings on some subjects about the world, <laughs> get Patreon. It's three dollars a month. Yeah. It'll buy us a McChicken. Good luck. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Once a month. Mm-hmm. One of us. We can split it. All right. <laughs> um, okay, so first reported in Claremont County, uh, New Richmond Police, uh, by an unnamed man who claimed uh, something came out of the river approximately four miles of, from uh, North Richmond. According to the, the spooked eyewitness, it was an alien-like life form he saw was utterly indescribable. Mm. So you get some Lovecraft vibes. Yeah. That you can't. It's a horror you can't describe. Uh, needless to say, the police just basically... Wrote this off. This guy said he's seen an abomination rise up out of the river. Yeah. And they're like, okay, yeah, here, you know, sure, we'll go look at it. Right. We'll... Never did. Oh, the police never did follow nope. up. Well, not with the first one. Okay. Uh, they did change her tune when the second concerned caller uh, made, a, made a report. This time it was a truck driver en route to Indianapolis, phoned from a gas station located in Kegel Avenue which I'm guessing is just there, near the bridge of the Little Miami River. So this is kind of near the tributaries where they all come together. Mm-hmm. Little Miami, the Great Miami, and, okay. and the Ohio. Uh, the truck claimed that he drove from Mount Washington towards Cincinnati, and he spied an unclassified creature unlike anything he'd ever seen. You know, truck drivers see a lot of stuff. And then here's his report. All right. It, so this is verbatim. It came up out of the water. I can't describe it. And I have never seen anything like it before. All I want to do is get out of here and get to Indianapolis. <laughs> Simple so, enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, here's a couple police ones, uh, the, their commentary. Okay. Uh, we didn't do anything after the first call. 
After the second one, we asked Hamilton County Police if they uh, had heard anything about it. We both sent cars out after 4 a.m. and chased ghosts for a couple hours, but we didn't find anything. Hmm. So they waited around until the second call. Then they got two police departments involved and went out. Uh, Here's another little blurb. Uh, Cincinnati's police, for a time, thought maybe someone had an auto accident, hit pole, rolled in the mud, and that would explain, like, they... Why they were acting weird? They were seen coming up by the river. Yeah, it could so be they actually got or something. They actually got a little concerned about that. Yeah, and they did put in a good effort looking for an accident and a missing person and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, but they didn't find anything. Didn't find a broken guardrail. Didn't find a broken pole. Hmm. Nothing to sign that anybody went into the river. Right. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna move on. Okay. Before I move on, what do you think about this? So far, uh, I'm curious, uh, uh, or it piques my curiosity. I don't know. I like their theories, but it's it's. As of seems... now, we don't really have a hard description of the creature. Exactly. So I don't know. We get there. Okay. Yeah, okay. I figured. Um, so far, it's interesting. It's piqued my curiosity. I'd like to wish I was there to see what they're talking about, as in all these cases. Mm-hmm. But but so far, uh, nothing's really raised my eyebrows as saying like oh this is a hoax mm-hmm. i do like it what the police thought because i don't think i'd have thought about that that is a wounded person right yeah coming up out of the ohio river definitely uh, something like so and a lot of these stories investigating the police sometimes i don't wanna, i don't i don't discredit the police in anything mm-hmm. but in these type of stories a lot of times the police are no help right or a hindrance yep this time they after the second call, which I get why you wouldn't. The first call of a monster coming out of the river, yeah. The second one, they're like, okay, we need to check it out. This may be a person that's injured, stuff like that. So, yeah. good on them for like having that forethought to be like keeping it in the realm of, yeah. Well, if it's a person, they need help now. You're right, yeah, exactly. Uh, driving in the Ohio River, um, that's a big, mean river. Mm-hmm. I've been out on it a lot in my career, and it is. I've never, I've never been on it, but it's huge. Yeah, it's not a nice river. Yeah. Uh, it'll eat you up and spit you out. I can imagine. I mean, I've driven over it many a time. The only other river, Mississippi's the mighty Mississippi, but the Mississippi from where I've been on it has been a lot calmer. Mm-hmm. Cause it's so much wider Yeah, that it's not that concentrated. But the only other river I've ever been on that was meaner than the Ohio is the Red in Arkansas. Okay. And that's a violent river. Yeah. It, it can change 20 feet in a couple of days, up, down. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, we were on the boat in a big 80-foot tree, swung about 20 feet out, right past us, and did like a cartwheel and went right past us, slammed down. <sighs> that had to hit us, we'd all be dead. Yeah. And we're like, okay, we're going to get off the river now. Right. <laughs> good Lord. But, yeah, so good on the police. I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. Right, yeah. Ready to move on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the following day, on June 30, or J- January 30th, not June, sorry, uh, the Cincinnati Posted Times once again fed the creature-hungry public with more details about the roving monster. Mm. You can tell this is just how they read this. Right, yeah. Uh, they, they titled it, Driver Swears It Happened, River Monster Takes a Stroll on Bridge. Mm. So here's the next sighting. On July 30th, they also also included the testimony from a man who identified himself simply as a scientist. Okay, here we go. Uh, the, <laughs> who? If you... <laughs> I'm a scientist. Right, yeah. Keep in mind, this is the 60s. Hey, this trick's been around for a long time, so this is... This was the 60s. I'm a scientist. Right, yeah. Probably, yeah. He's probably the guy that released the thing. 
Right, exactly. Like, hey, help me get it back in this van. Yeah. It likes Cheetos. Yeah. I'm a scientist. I need your help. <laughs> it likes Cheetos. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, asserted that on the morning following the uproar, he was driving across the Licking River, a tributary to the Ohio River that flows into Kentucky, when something leaped on the bridge. The newspaper published his full description. So here, once again, is another uh, verbatim comment. Okay. So, here, this is from Unnamed Scientist. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was large, not a dog or a cat. It leaped in front of my car on two legs. It was taller than my auto. So, I'm just automobile. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I looked back in my mirror, it was moving along the bridge rail. It was three or four times the size of a man and much bulkier. I have an eye and mind for dimensions, and I know it was huge. Because he's a scientist. Exactly. I was just going to say that. A scientist. Oh, my gosh. Jay loves these buttons. <laughs> it's the first time I got to use it. Yeah, on, on podcast. But when we are off air, he hits them about every two minutes. Yeah, I can't help it. Um, okay. The same morning, or perhaps the night before, very accurate, <laughs> uh, the accounts of... Uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. The accounts of sketched about correlation-specific times and sightings. Uh, a young woman claimed to have seen a thing in a creek near Fort Thomas uh, pump station near the Ohio River in Kentucky. So this is just across the river. Okay. So, so far, it's a very localized area. Yeah, yeah. But it's on both sides of the river. Um, she uh, witness compared the creature to an octopus. And here's her little blurb. Mm-hmm. It was like an octopus. It came up and then moved down. <laughs> I know. Uh, I she's seen it in the creek though. So she, she, how I'm imagining it, it like, is it was in the creek and it yeah. kind of rose and then kind of went back down. Rose out of the water yeah. and then went back in yeah. the water. And I don't know if I left it in, but there is a a very bad explanation for all of this. Like uh, you know, they say the sandhill crane for all the Mothman stuff. Right. There's one of those for this. Okay. Uh, and that'd be a very good t-shirt, but we'll get there. Okay, we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> You'll like it. Uh, another, another unidentified woman, uh, who may or may not have been entirely serious. So this is kind of the one that they don't kind of count. Sometimes they do count. Yeah. She allegedly shouted at the Cincinnati Post and Times reporter, we saw the thing this morning. You gonna put my name in the paper and call me a crackpot? Oh, wow. Because the Cincinnati Post was kind of making a lot of fun of this yeah yeah um so some of the citizens of cincinnati and the you know the area new richmond and uh the other side of kentucky were not happy about how this is being portrayed in the media because mm-hmm. the big city was basically making fun of them mm-hmm. and they're the ones dealing with this thing right yeah i wonder i wonder too like this is back in the late 50s early 60s is that when that 59 and yeah um, i wonder if like this is a kind of a trend of what they did back then yeah to try to discredit and make people suppress their voices a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not not directly doing bullying. it. But it's bullying. Yeah, yeah, in a is, way to keep you quiet. Yeah. But this is Kentucky and southern Ohio, so they don't take kindly to that. Right, yeah. I could see them drowning that reporter in the Ohio. I could, yeah. Uh, the same day, less than five miles away in Coverington, I think that's how it's said. Yep. Coverington, Kentucky, another woman who clearly saw the creature... Uh, gave what is by far the most thorough description of this creature in question. Sadly, her story would not be published for nearly 20 years later. Oh, wow. 
And here's where we get a, the first big name of this story. Okay. And I'm not sure if you're how familiar you are with this guy yet or not, but the more we do this, you'll be very familiar with his work. Okay. Um, according to cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman. Yeah, I don't know that name. Uh, he's about the best. He's a very, very renowned cryptozoologist. Okay. I believe, I may be wrong on this. I get him and the other guy mixed up, but he's the one that has the giant cryptozoological museum. Oh, okay. He's the one, I think that's Lauren Coleman, but they both are, I'm, the other guy's name escaped my head right now, but they both write books and stuff like that. They're both big names in this. So if I'm not, if I'm getting that fact wrong, he's still a super big name in cryptozoology. Gotcha. Uh, published, he published all the accounts of the monster had dried up nearly two decades later uh, when UFOologist, I don't know, UFOologist, how you that's say right. it? That's right, yeah. Okay. And Bigfoot investigator, uh, Dennis... Philesis? Yeah, I don't know. Philesis? Or Pilchus? I wouldn't want to say Pilchus. Pilchus. Published a book titled Bigfoot, Tales of Unexplained Creatures in 1978. So you can kind of see where some people are going with this thing already. Yes. So this is 20 years. Yeah. Uh, Pilesis is a native to Rome, Ohio, um, who may have had access to local witnesses and some essential more details regarding the creature which were not covered in the newspaper accounts of the sightings. Uh, he wrote that the woman from Covington saw the thing bent over, and she went out to describe. So this is her description. Like Okay, the 20 years later description. The, she seen it during the time of the sightings. Yes. She didn't describe it until 20 years later because nobody took her seriously. Right, yep. Uh, strange grayish creature with a lopsided chest. Ugly tentacles and rolls of fat running down horizontally over its bald head. Huh. So very octopusy. Yeah. Kind of you know? like uh, I'm thinking of uh, from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Davy Jones. Yeah. Is that who it was? Yeah. A guy with an octopus head. Right. But yeah. yeah that that kind of weird. Uh, but yeah. With cellulite lobes running down its bare, uh, up its bare skull, this slimy, shuffling, colossal mass of organic matter must have been a traumatizing sight to behold. Her testimony to just how frightening this brief flap was. Oh, there just a testimony, sorry, especially to the children of the region. Mm -hmm. uh, was published in the Cincinnati Post and Times. It was started that a eleven-year-old girl phoned to ask if the Green Man really is coming out of the river in groups of twelve, as his teachers said they were. Groups of twelve. Yeah. So that's a new mm -hmm. layer to this. Yeah, it's getting it gets a little weird, don't it? Yeah. Uh, but so now we're going back down. Uh, back down to the main storyline. Okay. So by Saturday of that week in 1959, uh, phone calls had ceased about the monster. Uh, and then that basically they claimed the monster had left town. Okay. Uh, but this declaration might have been a little premature. Uh, in, 19, in the book, the Bigfoot case book in 1982, author Janet and Colin Board reported that the motorist by the name of George Wagner claimed to have seen a, two, a huge two-legged creature walking over a bridge in the high river uh, in February of 1959 near Covington, Kentucky. So a month later. Mm -hmm. One can only assume that it was early February, so they're trying to put it close, just Did a couple it, weeks. Yeah, trying to make the timeline a lot mm -hmm. closer. With this final report, a malformed, hairless, tendrilled, bearing, bipedal behemoth. Oh, that's a mouthful. Yeah, huh. Uh, seemed to have vanished off the face of the earth or perhaps slipped back into the mighty Ohio. Uh, but yeah, or one of its 
thousands of tributaries, mm -hmm. just waiting for its time to wreak havoc again. Didn't really do anything. Yeah, that's the main thing. It's just... Um, it was scary. It was odd looking. Yeah. Uh, in the thick of the monster panic, the, the Claremont County dispatcher, Hessler, yeah, speculated that eyewitnesses might have seen a tree. Okay, here's the one I was telling you about, the really fun description. Okay. It was a tree bobbing up and down in the river in the waterways, giving this appearance of tentacle monster coming out. It was a tree. I mean, you never know. Okay, what if what if it is a tree that flipped upside down? You know, its roots are, you know, trees. Roots yeah, are. but did the tree what, climb over the bridge? Well, you know. There was like three of the sightings like that. Water can push it. Yeah, On top of the bridge, crawling over and then getting back down. Okay, maybe not that one. That's what I'm saying. There's like, that was three of the sightings. True. But maybe he was referring to the one where it was bobbed up and down out of the water. That I could see. I know. Like, that was the, There was one of one those. One of those, right, yeah. I'm um, trying to be best case scenario here. But uh, here's here's Hessler's uh, little blurb. Okay. I've been on duty since midnight. I looked out over the river a good deal of my time, and I have never saw a thing. The winds are strong all night, and it whipped up waves six to eight feet high. That's a lot on the aisle. That could fool a man. The winds tore a lot of driftwood loose. Uh, I've been out on the river at night, and the trees floating by the dim light look spooky. Yeah. I'll agree with that. I've been yeah. on the river at night. Yeah, trees going past. No, nothing wrong with what he said. No, I, but I don't think it covers what was witnessed, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with both statements. Yeah, that it's it's laughable to say. Like that's why I compare it to the sandhill crane. Yeah. Some of the settings you can be like, okay, I can see what you mean. Uh huh. But the others where it like chased a car and swooped down and tried to attack a car. And it hugged a chimney with glowing red eyes. Yeah. That, yeah, that you would know if it was a sandhill crane or not. Right, exactly. I think a lot of this stuff too, not in this story in particular, but just in general, things get written off like this. And then it's quotes like these that are left behind, you know? So mm -hmm. when people look back on it, this is what they find. And then it's easily to write off. It, I agree. All right. So when all said and done, the three big questions that both modern investigators and eyewitnesses were faced with are what was it what or what was it that five or possibly six apparently unrelated observers saw in the wee hours of the icy winter eve? Where did the thing come from? He perhaps most 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 why has it never been seen either before or since? And on that note, we're gonna take our break. Alright. Alright, guys, we'll be back with the rest of this podcast. Stay tuned. All right, guys, we're back. I think, oh, and I guess I never apologized for last week with that weird little audio cut. We're still figuring out this new device. Oh, I think you did at the beginning. Yeah, of I did, but I just said I didn't mention it this episode. Oh, gotcha. So do we have a little bit of a long pause in the beginning of any of these? That's why we're giving it a little more leadway. Right. If not, then I'm going to be mad <laughs> if we messed it up again. Um, but yeah, like I said, all this new equipment, that's why we sound so much better. I, I agree. Think, I think we do. I agree, big time. Um, but yeah, so basically the last thing we said is uh there's kind of three kind of bigger questions with this what did they see the five possibly six witnesses um where did it come from and why has it never been seen again mm -hmm. 
or has it. Oh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is just some kind of big amphibious monster. So let's go on that route. Okay. Um, so this is more of the freestyle part of the podcast. The first part was a lot of me reading. Uh, but this is where we start getting the conversational stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's say this is, I'm going to say this right off the bat, a non-Sasquatch monster. I would agree. Because we're going to talk about that later. Okay. Uh, but right now, let's just say non-Sasquatch. So if it's semi-aquatic or amphibious, mm-hmm. hmm, hitting any bells. What, like a salamander? Shh, 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 don't say it, just think. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. I yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah. Previous episode, callback. Mm-hmm. It's Sinkhole Sam. It's not Sinkhole They look Sam. identical. No, you're wrong. Big salamander versus a big tentacled beast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, um, so something like, let's just say, what if it is aquatic um, and this big storm system that rolled through? I don't know if you remember we talked about a uh, huge windstorm, lightning storm, winter storm that night. Okay. And what if this creature lives on the bottom of the Ohio and it just got all turned around because of the storm system? Just riled it up? Yeah. Well, think about, like they talked about all the debris entering the river. Right, yeah. If you're living on the bottom and you're big, you're getting hit with a lot of stuff. Right, yeah. You better I, get out of there. I floated down a river that was uh, flooding because of a storm and it's crazy how fast like everything changes. Oh, I bet. I've yep. been on a river that rose two feet while I was on it. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually rode a storm surge. Was that fun? No, it was terrifying. Oh, okay. Because if you, I mean, we're in a rubber raft. Yeah. And we're getting hit with metal and wood. And, but uh, so let's say it's a creature like that. Okay. That mainly hangs out on the bottom of the Ohio. You know, maybe amphibious, may not be. Uh, or I can. So even at, let's say, cephalopods. Cephalopods are not considered amphibious, but some cephalopods go on land and stuff like that. They'll right, actually yeah. close their valves and hold a little bit of water in their. It's not. People think it's their head, that big thing behind their eyes. That's actually where most of their organs are. So it's kind of like their head and their body yeah. on one. It's, it's different. It's a different body plan. Yeah. So but they'll actually hold some water in their gills back there. Oh, wow. And then just uh, roam yeah. around land yeah, for a little they, bit? The valves, yeah. they can actually lock so they'll okay. shut. So it's like you holding your breath. It's right, the exact yeah. same process. They'll I, grab some water. And I think I've seen octopus, yeah, too. They're, they're really good at it. Uh, yeah. Rock oh, yeah. hopping and stuff like that. Yeah. There's actually a couple species that hunt on land. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, they're fast. They're faster than they look. But huh. let's say it's something similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the tentacles, I've, all the descriptions I read never said they were actually like writhing tentacles. So they could everything, be everything from barbels, which right. are like what catfish have. Right, yeah. Uh, that people call whiskers or tentacles. Uh-huh. Or they could have been actual tentacles or they could just been some kind of like even fins or fleshy appendages. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they don't that. have to be... Straight Keep up. in mind, we're, ca- we're talking about the 60s. Right. You know, the average knowledge of biology of the average day person is not very good. Right. So they're describing it the best they can. So we got to give, you got to take that into account. Mm-hmm. So it could just be this thing that lives in the bottom of the river. And the storm system drove it up. Uh, we have, which we'll get to later, another foreshadow thing, another winter river monster Got drove up on land during the winter, cold winter months during storms. And on the Ohio River? No, that was in the Little Miami, right? Um, I think yeah, it's Little I Miami. Think it was, I think it was Little Miami. Which connects to this. 
Correct. Same watershed, right? Actually, yeah. Within two miles of where it dumps in. Okay. So very close. Very close. Uh, and there's a couple other beasts that we'll get to. Okay. Uh, so what do you think about that idea? Um, I mean, plausible, very, seems to be. You don't know what's down there. The Ohio River has a rich history of monsters. Yeah, very much so. The more you dig into mm-hmm. it, the more that's revealed. But the thing that I guess kind of throws me right now is it being bipedal. So I really think that only came from that one account, but yeah. Yeah. It's standing up on two feet, and we'll get to that. The rest of them just kind of seen a mass. Right. And I, I'm guessing the mass they saw was probably not like a big bulbous mass, but probably just something more tall and yeah, taller, I it's guess, hard than to, wide. We don't have very good descriptions on most of these besides that one. Right, yeah. And so it's really hard to kind of... I can I get why so we have I have like three pages of possible things because what it could be because uh, basically the descriptions are so vague mm-hmm. you're picturing in your mind's eye something a little different than I was picturing for sure yeah and that's why and that's why like we go back to Lauren Coleman and that Phyllis or that what was his name um anyways Pilchus was Pilchus a, yeah they have different views on the same thing mm-hmm. because well he, Pilchus actually got to interview one of them. Or yeah. a couple of them. The but, witnesses. Yeah. Yeah. But from what the literature we have available, it's really hard to say that that's a muddy Sasquatch. Right. That's this thing. That's this thing. You know, I can see, you know, it, you can you can slice it any way you want to. However you want to, really. Yeah. If, unless you were there to actually see it. So what's your thoughts, I guess, your total thoughts of this being a tentacled beast like a big writhing octopus man living on the bottom of the Ohio coming up. I would say it really did exist. Well, it, let's not get into final thoughts. Oh, well. I'm just asking you about this specific theory. I think it's uh, very high on my list then. That, okay, of being, that one? Of, of its being, own creature? Yeah, just being its own creature. Just because, like, people... The one thing that gets me, which is the quote that you said... uh it's probably the least believable or the least descriptive is mm-hmm. the woman that said, uh, what are you going to call me like crazy in the paper too? Yeah. Crackpot? Like they that, were mad. Yeah. And I got, maybe I didn't go into that good enough. Yeah. The locals of new Richmond and Covington, Covington, yeah. Covington were very upset with the Cincinnati post. Yeah. Uh, cause probably, they were making fun of them constantly. Yeah, probably disparaging. Every, yeah. For, you know, a week every day they were the headline. Yeah. That wouldn't be fun. No, I'd be livid. Right, yeah, especially if you were the one that saw it. You yeah, because nobody was doing this to make fun. They were, you know, the first couple guys that called were, what was that driver and then that truck driver. Right, yeah. The same night were just like, hey, there's this thing down by the river. I don't really know how to describe it, but somebody better go check it out. Right, you don't want any uh, people the lady, or kids mm-hmm. or women and children. I don't know. Like, it's real concern, right, if, yeah. especially if it's a guy. Right, yeah. And then they get made fun of. Yeah, on top of it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't like. Well, we we both have very strong opinions on media. Agreed. Yeah, uh, and it's not good for the most most part. part. Yeah, some some news outlets and stuff try to still be good, but this try, is like yeah. the city people making fun of the the townies right, and stuff, yeah. the river folk. Which you don't do that. Well, you do. It's just. I mean, you do, but you do, you don't overdo that. How about that? Mm-hmm. So that's so that's where uh, that's where we're at for that one. Okay. Excuse me. The next one is the Octo Squatch theory. 
Okay. Um, and it's just a fun name. Right. It I, means it's a Sasquatch. Okay. Uh, matted fur, looking like tentacles, the shape, the size. If it is bipedal, it roughly Sasquatch size, covered in mud. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep in mind, this is during winter in Cincinnati still, so it's not, it's not nice out. Right. And... He's on the Ohio River during a bad storm system. Okay. So he could have gotten pushed out due to flooding or snow and stuff like that where he was supposed to be. Right, yeah. He was mad at he kept swimming back and forth across the Ohio, excuse me, in that same area, trying to just probably stay out of view until the storm system passed. Gotcha. That's what that theory is. Octosquatch. Uh, I like the name. It's fun. Yeah, but what do you think about the theory? Okay, well... I might almost add my own little theory to Go that ahead. theory. Okay, so I think, what if this this is what's possible? You say the Ohio River is very radioactive, right? Yes, and at that point, it would have probably been at some of its strongest. Well, which helps with my theory here. And a storm, can a storm and high r- rains really stir up some salt? So, okay, let me, ex- before you finish your idea, I'll yeah. explain how this works. Okay. Radioact- the radioactive particles. Okay. Are so that's the particles that have that are fused with the radioactivity or the radioactive energy are very very dense. Okay, uh, they gather in these pockets on the bottom of the Ohio. They don't move. Could they get stirred up by a raging would, river? Not really. At, it it takes a lot to move these things. We're talking about really heavy stuff. Okay. Uh, and they found uh, after they were in 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 the forties is when they got kind of put in there. Uh, they stay. They stay in their same pockets. They don't really okay. move a whole lot. So, not saying it can't be what you're about to say because I'm not really sure. But I'm just saying, uh, after they settled in the 40s, they really didn't move. Okay. Now, I mean, that helps develop my theory, I guess. So, what if there was a Sasquatch in this area? It lived here, lived in that, you know, that general area. Then this storm comes through this certain storm and it pushes it into the river or down into the river and it buries its face into like a big pocket of this radioactivity stuff and it literally melts all the messes with it that bad yeah and just like yeah pretty almost like acid yeah well there's sulfuric acid down there with it so even that could be possible what if its head and stuff got melted off all the fur and then its skin got deformed and looked scaly or Mm -hmm. or maybe some like tentacle like oh i get i get your idea thing could have grown off it with that just so you know, most of these pockets are in the deepest part of the river. Yeah. 80 to 100 foot. Mm. So it would be, if you're getting pushed down that far, you have other problems. Right, yeah. Because that's a bad day well, if wait. a Sasquatch ends up at the bottom. Of an 80 of, foot. Yeah, of the Ohio. That, but they might a be, crack. They might be good swimmers, though. They I, might I be. assume they very are very yeah. well swimmers, but I'm just saying for him to end up that deep. Yeah. Not purposely. Because there, there might, there's other issues that guys have got. So yeah, he could have. But no, I, I get off you. A ridge. And... Yeah, I get you. I like it. So we have just normal Sasquatch mounted fur, and then we have Jay's radioactive Sasquatch. Yeah. Or, or burn. Oh, That's a T-shirt. Could even be like a. Oh no! If he burned his salt. face in there, he'd be radioactive. Okay. Okay. Then yeah. Yeah, you would not be in good shape. Like, what if a pocket just burst open and launched all this sulfuric acid out? Well, there's not like a like it's not like a cyst down there. Well, you don't know. It's like I know what it is. I've seen them. Well, I've I've seen them on the scans. Right. They're just big holes in the bedrock. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which is naturally occurring. 
or sometimes they're man-made. They're not purposely made, like when they're putting bridges and stuff like that. Right, right, right. And that's where they'll gather. Yeah. Because this is like a very, imagine, it's kind of hard to explain. Imagine like metal shavings settling out. Okay. In a moving system. They're going to find, they're so heavy. Right. The they're going to find the the deepest hole to sit in. Yep. Um, and those pockets are decreasing just because they're getting weaker. Yeah. But you can still find them. There, there's still those pockets. And I think there might be one in that area. Interesting. Uh, which, yeah, I think actually there is one just east of Cincinnati. So that'd be about right. Oh, it's all adding up. So yeah, there we go. There's got to be some So what do you think just some of it? Normal muddy Sasquatch. Um, don't think it would, I just, I don't think it's that unless something happened to where it lost its fur, just because of the descriptions. Mm-hmm. There's no fur on the head or anything. I'm kind of split. Mm-hmm. You know, describing a mystery with a mystery. Right. Is one, I don't know, but. Doesn't really solve anything. Yeah, but I'm kind of split. I can see it being a Sasquatch, but some of the descriptions, like you were saying, just. Isn't Sasquatchy. Isn't Sasquatchy. Right. I think they may be a more familiar family group of the Ohio. Okay. And we'll get into that. I'm not letting you privy to any information. I, just, I can't read you yet. Um, here's one. Another idea. Lost DT. Okay. That was kind of the thing, because the way it was acting, it wasn't aggressive, but it was kind of hobbling around. Yeah. It was always acting like it was lost. Uh, you know, it was getting in and out of the river. It was just kind of never did anything. Just as far as I could find, and somebody at home may be able to correct me. Uh huh. I looked and looked. This thing never did anything negative. Never hurt anyone. Yeah. Never, nothing. Yeah. Uh, the m- only never. negativity from the case was Cincinnati making fun of everybody. Right. Yeah. In the media. So it's just one of these things that the people were kind of freaked out about it, but nobody was like terrified to go outside at night. Yeah. Until the newspaper was saying, like, their monster was out to get the kids. Right, and, yeah. You know. Even though it never threatened anybody. Or... As far as we know, it never did anything right, yeah. aggressive. It was always kind of seen moving away from somebody or mm-hmm. moving towards something else. Hmm. Like, the first two that seen it, it was coming out of the river, going somewhere else, and they were driving past. Yeah. Wasn't going at the cars, wasn't going at the road. They just caught it at the right yeah. time. Uh, the one who's seen it was bobbing in and out of a creek. She was up top. And kind of seen it going in the valley, going up and down the creek. Okay. So it was not interested in her. What was the other ones? I'm trying to think. The two on the bridge. Yeah. It was go. crossing the bridge. Yeah. Probably didn't want to be in the river. Yeah. And it was like, okay, I can use this to get on the other side. Mm-hmm. And it just, so there's kind of that whole theory, lost ET. Or, you know, something causes, you know, a problem. Mm-hmm. Not like right paths, just right up the there. road a bit. That's true, too. And guess what? Little Miami. Runs right by right Pat. Interesting. The right Miami. Runs right by right Pat. So it could be a what, an escapee. What, what are you ins- insinuating? An escapee from right Pat. What's what's an escapee? Escapee of what? ET. I mean, that's what we're talking about. Gotcha. And he's followed a riverbank and went down to the. And then he ran into a real problem when he got to the Ohio. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is big. Because now you're in the city. Like there's cities on both sides of you. Yeah. Now this is a big river. You know, it's one thing swimming down the Miami, either Miami. Right, yeah. And it's another swimming in the Ohio. So you think, like, maybe at Wright Pat they have some device, like... like I a- will say, everything from... Area, or not Area 51. Everything from the Roswell crash ended up at Wright Pat within a week. Okay. And we know that. Yeah. And everything hmm. from Area 51, when they were going to do that raid a couple years ago... Yeah. I, it, 
it's very insinuated it all ended up at Wright Pat. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I've only been there one time, Wright Patterson Air Force Base. But uh, I was going to say, too, uh, with, uh, you know, a government being involved and things like that, wh- what if they have some device and they're like from Howard the Duck? You ever seen that movie? Mm-hmm. Now you got this device and they're beaming in other creatures from different dimensions and worlds. And that's kind of one I thought about, too, that this is a accidental capture. Yeah. Like what, they're we're trying to get experimenting a dark... with interdimensional stuff. And a dark and... overlord comes down. Well, no, it's... this kid, this big tentacled kid, was oh, gotten it's... sucked in. Yeah. And he's like, crap. And then the U.S. government's poking a rod at him. It's Yeah. It's just Jerry from Mocto mm-hmm. World. Yeah. He's like walking and then he woke up here. Yeah. So what? what's your real thoughts on the E.T. part? Well, um, being in so close proximity to right Patterson Air Force Base. And that's not very close. I want to make that for our big listeners well, from far away. Uh, 60 miles. And, but but there's a straight track. The rivers, yeah. this is where the rivers end that run right by right Pat. I mean, I'd say that's generally close. It's not like saying something that happened in California. Yeah, but it's not California. 10 miles away. Right, yeah. But it's not, I mean something it's not a stretch. Like, like something close like happens in If you're moving by America. the river, you can get there in a day. Yeah. Uh, so that's, to me, that's close. Yeah, I agree. I just want people to understand that what aren't local definition of close yeah. means gotcha okay it's raining in mm-hmm. <laughs> but i think there could be some play there where it's uh i don't want to say experimentation hybridization you don't know what we're doing or what we're even capable of but i know we are capable of those things so who's to say even back then we weren't capable of it of something like that being produced and then escaping like you said, like an ET. It might be an ET, but it might be. So you're just going government experiment straight could, up. Could be that, yeah. So what do you think on this idea? Is what I'm asking. That's more what I think. I lean more towards that. A government than, experiment of than, some kind. Than ET, yeah, could be. And just to say, John Green is the guy that came up with the Sasquatch theory for this. Yeah. I just have it written down to give him credit. Okay. I, I always try to give credit. Oh yeah. Because it's not you know not our ideas. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's the E.T. one. Oh, bumping my leg. Don't know if you guys can hear it. Oh, yeah, I could hear it. Oh, my bad. I get uh, excited, you know, my okay. leg gets going. Okay, 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 okay. This is the one where we tie it all together Okay. with everything. Solving the mysteries of the universe right here and now. Adult Frogman. Oh, that was your foreshadow yeah. from earlier. Yeah, because, uh... Yeah, so just up the river, closer than right, Pat. Yeah, is the Loveland Frogman, and then the Crosswick Monster. Yep, and then just below in Kentucky, there is a Kentucky Frogman, and just above we ha- are in the Great Miami. We have the Green Clawed Monster that kind of fit the same description, hmm. and just up the river, I just forgot the other name. There was another monster that fit the same description. Yeah, so we have a group of creatures that kind of fit the Frogman description. And but this guy doesn't quite nail it. Right. But I have, and I, what if he was wearing something? Like a frogman wearing a... Like a moss coat or yeah. a debris, you know, like to make it look... To blend in. Yeah. Huh. Like the old wearing a bush disguise. Right, yeah. Like a ghillie suit. Yeah. I, I mean, why not? So if, if it was discovered, when was the original frogman? It was the 18- 1951. 
Oh, so just like 10 years before. Yeah. And then the big, I think the big flap was in 55. So maybe it just got, yeah, it could have grown up, got a little smarter. Mm-hmm. Come back home for well, a little a, bit. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, the first Frogman sighting had three. Right, yeah. I mean, that's our cover work. Well, mm-hmm. there's only one in the cover art, but... But one of the three. Yeah, the one with the wand. And, you know, frog... The, yeah, I don't... That's a good uh, a little... And they're both uh, amphibious. They're both got like that... Rep, not reptile skin, but that... In, amphibious skin. Yeah, amphibian yeah. skin. That slimy... That they've both been smooth, described as. Yeah. Generally the same area. The frogman got described as bumpy, big, wide head, big, wide mouth. So it could be... It could be the frogman... They could both be government uh, experimentations gone awry. I don't know. Could be the same thing. Maybe they got it wrong first with the Frogman, then they tried it again and got the Octoman. Then they tried it again and everybody died. And then they tried it again and everybody died at Wright Pat. Yeah. That's why the base is no longer in operation. Right, yep. Oh, wait. No, it's just guards out front. They won't let yeah. in to make sure you realize everyone's I don't know. I, it's just, I think it's weird how many of the Ohio River watershed monsters have this same kind of general feel. That is kind of strange, right? Never do anything bad. None of them, besides the green-clawed monster, attacked two kids. Yeah. But it didn't kill either of them. It was just kind of a weird situation. I don't know. It just seems to be weird that a lot of these creatures were just kind of seen. There was the other one. Way northern Ohio River, too, that was like the yellow-eyed monster or something like that. Yeah. That didn't do anything. Mills Creek. Mills, Mills Creek, Creek monster. Okay. It came up out of the creek and stuff like that. It didn't do anything. Just there. Just yeah. was witnessed. Hmm. What if all... Oh, so I was... Oh, sorry. Uh, go on. With connecting, like we were saying, the Love and Frogman surge, where both times, the both of its big flaps were in winter mm-hmm. during a storm. Right. Uh, I, the green clawed monster, I think was a summer thing. So that doesn't really pan out for my theory, but the other one, I, I keep forgetting the name. Uh, where's this why Emily's normally here. Cause I just have her look up stuff so we can keep talking, but should have had her on today. Yeah. She had to go. <laughs> I kicked her out because she has an appointment and I didn't want her to leave in the middle. Here's also a thought too. Go ahead. Um, in connection with tying back to the Mammoth Cave, you know, episode. Ooh, yeah. What if somewhere on the Ohio River there is, whether there's a portal or a passage to another dimension or inner earth, and these things, you know, find their way up through that same area, and then, you know, they spread out from there, but that's just one point at which they can come through, is somewhere deep in the Ohio River. So... A connection to the cave system through the river, which would make a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, that's rivers often find their ways into the caves. Mm-hmm. Vice versa, most caves. I got to look. I don't think. Yeah, our caves are made by river systems. I have to, I'd have to look to 100% that. But, I yeah, I think our caves are made by. I'm pretty sure rivers. they are. Yeah. So, yeah, the water connects to water. And I do like that thought that it's a, or, it's a group of organisms that may be in. The big hollows, yeah, that are coming out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I don't believe in hollow earth. I do believe in giant cavern systems, like right. Mammoth Cave. I we've just scratched the surface of Mammoth Cave, which which I mean, is already 
the biggest cave system on the planet. Right, yeah. And we've just scratched the surface of it. And it's ancient. And imagine, I mean, in the theory of hollow earth being like this, you know, big hollow ball. I mean, having just that cave system under our feet right now kind of is in its way a hollow earth, you know. So, I don't think that we're a hollow ball. Right, I do right. believe in vast cavern systems. And I mean vast. vast. Like Swiss cheese. Like big, uh, not uh, not fully Swiss cheese. I think our cave system is directly related to how old our mountain system and everything is. Mm-hmm. But like that giant, what is it? That where's that giant lake? It's the biggest lake on the planet. Is underground and it's over in. Is it Russia? It's Russia or maybe the Middle East. Or so it's weird where it's at. Hmm, I can't remember. But they, it was. It's been like that since the Jurassic yeah. down there. So there could be all kinds of. Maybe small life, maybe a little bit larger stuff down there, but a closed-off ecosystem. But like, let's say... Like the lake in Antarctica they just got yeah. into. Some weird ecosystems in there. Is it Antarctica or the Arctic? I think it's... I thought there was one in Antarctica. I think it's the Arctic. Okay, maybe it's... Bears. Arctica. You know what? That's what Antarctica and Arctica means. Bear? Or Antarctic and the Arctic. Really? means no bear and bear. Oh, Okay. Ned did not know Arctic that. Arctic means bear. Didn't know that. I think it's Inuits. Arctic means bear. And then Antarctic, we use the same thing just to kind of describe the other ice-covered place. Yeah, the other, yeah. No bear. There's no bear here. Birds. Penguin, yeah. No bear. Uh, tangent. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I do, I, I didn't think about that when we started, when I started doing this. Yeah. That, you know, I do like that, that it's a, uh, we're kind of building up to this. Mammoth cave system being a mammoth player. Yeah, I like that. To everything from missing persons to a lot of these big groups of weird cryptids. Right, yeah. Uh, and I think these Ohio River monsters, like, I do like that idea a lot. You're changing kind of my thought for the end. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. That's a good one. That's, I mean, that's a good one. That it's the... Uh, something there, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense that... Uh, I mean, rivers find cave systems all the time. That's just where they go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've looked for them. I used to do work and stuff like that because where we find certain species of fish only hang out where the water cave system meets the outside world. Uh, okay. Um, blind cave fish. Yeah. Uh, blind swamp cave fish. Rubber fish? No, that's cold. Oh, okay. You can only catch them when it's really cold because they bounce. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah. No, that's a good thought. Um, I think Are that's we... all my explanation. So let's get into our, our final thoughts here. Yeah, yeah. Well, you tell me yours. I want to know what you think. I, I don't know. I'm kind of changing. Kind of given mine. Well, what was it before that? But Well, no, it. I, I think I've added stuff to mine. Okay. I was kind of with my frogman theory. Yeah. That they're all kind of the same thing. Uh-huh. Whether they're maybe subspecies, might be the same species in different life stages. Right, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, because, I mean, look at a frog. Or actual oh, dramatically frog. changes. Yeah, it's from like, a tadpole to I a... Mean, newt, salamanders, fish. Yeah. There are fish you could not identify <laughs> its entire life cycle. It's funny, it like... You... Always comes back to fish. But it's it's fitting. It's always fitting. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's crazy that... Some organisms, during dramatic parts of their life cycle, yeah. look nothing like their adult stage. Right, yeah. Or look kind of similar. Like great white sharks, which are another fish. Yeah. Uh, 
they're till they're about eight foot long, they're a different organism. Oh, really? They have a different ecological role. They act completely different. Huh. And then they kind of start transi- transitioning to a more higher up in the food chain stuff because they're low yeah. on the food chain, even though they're eight foot long. Yeah. They'll get wrecked by other eight foot long sharks. Right, yeah. Like an eight foot long bull shark will wreck an eight foot long great white. Huh. Because it's just, they, they're streamlined, they're thin, they're made for speed to catch small fish. Uh-huh. Uh, because that's their juvenile stage. Right, yeah. So, yeah, that is a good thought on that. That they did say, uh, it could be all be the same, and it just, this is what the later stages may look it's like. Just this different stages, yeah. A hulking, a bigger creature for maybe den excavation yeah. and stuff like that. You know, they need to be bulkier. Yeah. I mean, you look at stuff that actually dig dens, like, or, yeah, like uh, American alligators and stuff like that that might dig a hollow. The, like guy, a, the little guys don't dig anything because they're tiny. Like a salcotta turtle or something? Yeah, there you go. Salcotta tortoise. Tortoise, yeah. The uh, bulldozers of the the turtle world. Yeah. I mean, massive dens. They have lions living in them. That's insane. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think it's it's just... I do like how you connected it to the Ohio cave system. And that kind of leads up to the grander view I think we're getting at with some of these monsters. Yeah. Uh, that there may be this whole underground ecosystem and that some of these weird one-offs seem to be one-off cryptids till you really look. Right, yeah. And you realize that over the Ohio Ohio River Basin... It's pretty common. There's 20 things that look kind of like it yeah. all over that have been separately reported. Could that be a shadow biosphere or is that not the right no, term? That's not the right term. All right. It might be, but it might not be if they are... if they can. So if they can fall in our family tree somewhere, the whole family gotcha. tree, they're not a shadow biosphere. Gotcha. The shadow biosphere is a different family tree. Like a tertiary biosphere. Is that a, is that a term in the not biology? That I know of, well, but it doesn't it. mean... We're coining stuff. There you go. But it could be a split off from a long time ago. Yeah. A, a distinct group of organisms. Especially if it's underground. I mean, we mm-hmm. don't... And even just partially underground. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're just coming up into the Ohio River. And normally they don't leave the water. Mm-hmm. And we've seen so far that these groups are leaving during storm events. Hmm. When they may not be able to get back into the cave system, they may not be able to hang out in the river. So they, they got to get out. out. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, just think about the massive amount of debris. Oh, yeah. And. Like you said, that tree in the Red River in Arkansas. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, you, and now you're trying to hang out down there and dodge stuff? Yeah. Now you're like, if I can breathe there, or if I can hang out for a little bit, I'd rather sit outside, and mm-hmm. the, you know, on the bank. Yeah. And then you sit out there, and then a truck comes by, and you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't even know what it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and just, so now you're kind of running around. You can't go back down. You can't get, you know, you can't sit in the river. Right, yeah. So you're just kind of running around for a couple of days. Stranded. And that would explain flaps. What's flaps? So a flap, oh, a good point. A flap is, I've used it a couple of times, never explained it. Yeah. Cryptozoology, and UFOs too. A flap is a large group of sightings in a short period of time. Okay. So there's the Mothman flap. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. happened for you know a year or two. Mm-hmm. That's the flap, and mm-hmm. then they kind of trickled off. Uh, the you know just that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. So yeah. this would be a flap yeah, of this monster because it was seen for a very short time, a bunch of times, and then and then nothing. Gone. Yep. Uh, when you have more other stuff like slow burn, like Hawking and Salt Fork with the Bigfoot, that's not a flap. It's kind of constant. Yep. It's still there. It's never wavers, you know, every other sightings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that wouldn't be a flap area. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's my final thoughts. What's yours? 
I think I discovered it or hit on it. I think it's could be a couple things, you know, whether it be a government experiment, could be an underground creature from the uh, mammoth case system or just anything underground or some sort of river creature that just maintainly maintained itself in the river most of the time. Or it was a deformed Sasquatch that got burnt by sulfuric acid. and The deformed Sasquatch. And uh, came up and he went for it. I don't know. Maybe he just was so ashamed of himself. He spends most of his time in the river and to, not to be seen by other Sasquatches. I don't know. I really like your mammoth cave thing. Well. Your Sasquatch one kind of sucks, to be honest. You know what? Maybe you suck. And <laughs> just picking on you. Oh, snap. Yeah. I sh- I'm going to delete that button. Yeah, you should. Uh <laughs> But no, I really like that how you tie that into the Mammoth Cave system. I don't know if the Mammoth if it's already been found if the Mammoth Cave system directly connects to the Ohio River in some way, shape, or form. I'm shocked you don't know that. I'll be honest. As far as I know, it doesn't pour into any cave systems. Right. Yeah. But it didn't mean it ain't found its way in. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, especially with all the work we've done in the Ohio dredging and stuff like that, mm-hmm. we could have busted in. Yeah. At some point. How much of that water would? I don't know. But it if changed it, the level of the river at all it depends on the cavity it bust into right yeah if it, was if it bust into a water cavity already it probably won't change oh, at all then yeah so then the part of the cave system is full of water or if it's part of that underground river mm-hmm. it's it's not really going to change much right yeah unless there's a lot of pressure there one way or the other which wouldn't really be in most cases as far as i understand how that would work i imagine if it was connected anyway it would be filled with water I mean, it has a the mammoth cave system has plenty of rivers in it. Exactly, yeah. Just uh, that giant river. If that giant river, Ohio River, touched whatever it was touching or going into, that's filled with water. That area. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But there's the thing like how we have how toilets work. Yeah, that certain uh, type of level is common in caves, and that's why you'd have all this outside pressure that may be really high. Yeah. But it can't break that snake pressure. Right, yeah, because it has to force all that air out. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. This is a fun one. I like this one. It turned out a lot better. I like your idea. We're going to uncover these secrets. One it's all podcast gonna, yeah. at a time. It's all going to be tied back to the Mammoth Cave system. Yep. We're, we're figuring it out. We're going to connect the dots here. You're witnessing it live. Well, I think, I think that's it. I think so, too. Uh, I'm I really good episode. I wasn't sure how it was going to turn out because this is kind of a a weird. I thought when we first picked it, it was going to be a short episode, right? Yeah. And then after I looked into it, I'm like, this is going to be two hours long. And then I think uh, we slimmed it down a bit to kind of fit our hour mark. Yeah. We're just over it right now. Uh, so I'm ex- I'm ecstatic. Yeah. Me too. It's a good one. Any any remarks before we close out? Um. Peace on Earth. Uh, goodwill towards Frogman. Goodwill towards Frogman. Don't um, uh, take any wooden nickels and uh, live, life, love. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> that All one right. Up. On that note. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I've been the mysterious Justin. And I've just been Jay. And we are Cryptids of the Corn Podcast. Thank you for listening. And remember, stay magical. You've been listening to Cryptids of the Corn. 
Be sure to join us in the next episode where we tantalize your intellect and expand the horizons of your mind. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, stay magical. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.